next on the 5 o'clock report. I never know when a threat's going to come. TikTok should be banned. Lake effect snow warnings. I know you are committed to bringing Paul Whelan home too. The needle is still in the decedent's arm. The world is changing. They want to be ahead of it. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Tracy Lynn. The winter weather storm that hit parts of PA and New York with ice and snow is moving into New England today and Saturday. Kathy Park is in central New York, Salt City. Here in Syracuse, we're looking at several inches of snow on the ground. And when the system finally pushes on out of here this evening, we could be looking at close to six inches of snow. And in the higher elevations, it could be closer to a foot. Meteorologist Dylan Dreyer. In the northeast, we have winter storm warnings, but also lake effect snow warnings off of Lake Erie, where once we lose this storm system, lake effect snow is going to take hold all weekend long out near Buffalo into Jamestown, New York. David Thomas with the National Weather Service in Buffalo tells Family Life that lake effect snow warning will be in effect from 7 tonight through 1 p.m. on Sunday. Off of Lake Erie, we're looking for a maximum accumulation just over two feet. Well, east of Lake Ontario, we're looking for maximum accumulations 36 to 40 inches. In the northeast corner of Pennsylvania, more than nine inches of snow fell on Forest City yesterday. That's just north of Scranton. Meteorologist Kevin Williams will have your full forecast in a few. Officials in Ukraine claim they've experienced the biggest attack by Russia since the start of the war. Deputy Interior Minister Yevon Yemen. Unfortunately, we have already received information that some cities are already cut off of the electricity. Ukrainian armed services say Russia launched more than 70 missiles across Ukraine today, including in Kyiv. Back in the U.S., a bill to ban social media site TikTok is before Congress. It passed the Senate over national security concerns. TikTok should be banned, and anybody who has an app for TikTok on their cell phone or on their computer should erase it. Republican Senator John Cornyn of Texas says we cannot trust the Chinese Communist Party with Americans' user data. A report out this week also shows TikTok is full of posts encouraging self-harm and eating disorders that content hits within minutes of creating an account. Brittany Griner speaking out after being back in the U.S. following her release from a Russian prison. KYW's Erin Petersky. Brittany Griner said she intends to return to the basketball court this season with her WNBA team, the Phoenix Mercury. In doing so, she posted on Instagram, I look forward to being able to say thank you to those of you who advocated, wrote, and posted for me. Griner's statement included a special thank you to President Biden and added, I know you are committed to bringing Paul Whelan home, too. New research shows more women are buying firearms. Correspondent Mark Strassman is in Calera, Alabama. Got a good stance? Gracie Barhill squeezed off round after round warming to her month-old Smith & Wesson 9mm. I'm young. I'm a girl. I never know when a threat's going to come. This 19-year-old's here for girls, guns, and gear. On Scott Recchio's gun range, it's a self-defense firearms course. The world is changing. They want to be ahead of it. Nationally last year, one in three first-time gun buyers was a woman. And do you want your packages to get to recipients by Christmas Eve? The deadline for regular ground service is tomorrow. Priority mail items need to be sent by Monday, and the Priority Mail Express deadline is December 23rd. Still to come this Friday, sounding the alarm on fatal overdoses in PA, a sexual harassment cover-up in New York, and intentional generosity. 
I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. Our call for tonight, cloudy skies with little bits of misty rain and snow. Watch for a refreeze, though, in spots. Travelers take note. Lake effect will kick in late tonight, a couple inches in the Buffalo area. But tomorrow and Saturday night through Sunday, lake effect snows heavy at times east of the Great Lakes. Otherwise, clouds, sun, and some snow flurries. High temperatures mainly in the upper 20s to the middle 30s. Thank you, Kevin. Now for more what's happening where you live in New York and PA. Cambria County, Pennsylvania's coroner is sounding the alarm over drug overdose deaths, which are approaching record high levels. More from Family Life's Mark Webster. Yeah, Tracy, 2022 has been a deadly year in Cambria with 73 confirmed overdose deaths and another 20 suspected cases which are pending toxicology reports. Coroner Jeff Lees tells WJAC potent new drugs laced with fentanyl raise the risks exponentially. We have multitude of uh, cases where, you know, the needle is still in the decedent's arm. That shows the, the potency of this fentanyl cocaine that's, that's coming into our area. Lee says advocacy and education efforts will continue, but that there's only so much they can do. Mark Webster, Family Life News. Thank you, Mark. A former aide for New York Attorney General Tish James has filed a lawsuit alleging James covered up sexual harassment and assault allegations against her chief of staff, ahead of her re-election in November. We get the story from Family Life's Brandon Dixon. 33-year-old Sophia Quintanar and another employee accused Chief of Staff Ibrahim Khan of sexual misconduct a month before the election. Khan resigned on November 22nd during an investigation into the charges, though James's office did not announce his resignation until her office concluded the allegations were credible on December 2nd. Quintanar, who accuses James of making misleading statements to the press that he was on vacation or with a sick relative when he was actually suspended for two months pending an investigation into the claims, also claims that James in 2019 allowed a press office deputy to quietly resign under similar circumstances. Brandon Dixon, Family Life News. Thank you, Brandon. The wrangling continues for control of the Pennsylvania House as each party claims they're currently in charge. Democratic House Leader Joanna McClinton filed for special elections to fill vacant seats to be on February 7th, yet Republican Leader Brian Cutler has filed for them to be on primary day in May. Philadelphia Democrat Malcolm Kenyatta. This is a travesty. This is a continuation of this anti-democratic agenda that we're seeing from House Republicans. Republican leader Brian Cutler says primary day elections will save each county money. The one thing that cannot be argued is from a minority position of 99 members, you do not have the legal authority to issue a writ when there's a majority party at 101. Austin Davis resigned to become Lieutenant Governor. Summer Lee resigned since she won a seat in Congress. That's Jim Melward reporting. The Buffalo Bills will be looking to punch their ticket to the postseason this weekend when they take on AFC East rival Miami. If the Bills beat the Dolphins at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, they will officially clinch a playoff spot. Kickoff for tomorrow night's contest is set for 8-15. Meanwhile, the New York Giants will face off against an NFC East rival. The Giants will be on the road to take on the Washington Commanders at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. Their matchup earlier this month ended in a 20-20 tie. Sunday's game is scheduled for an 8.20 p.m. kickoff. Next at 5, Jason McGuire with New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms and Michael Gear with the Pennsylvania Family Institute count down their top four news stories of 2022. Jason, what was your fourth biggest story of the year? 
I think that would be the vaccine and mask debates and all that has been occurring around that issue. We forget that it was only in March of this year that the school mask mandate was lifted and that there was pressure during the legislative session to pass a vaccine mandate for schools. The irony is, is that even though it's now so many months away, those calls are renewing again. And it could be in 2023 that we'll see renewed calls for both masking mandates and that vaccine mandate for school attendance. Let's head on down to Harrisburg. Michael, your fourth biggest story of the year. Well, my pick for number four is uh, the elections generally. The Fetterman-Oz race gained national notoriety. We also have had a very unconventional governor's race. And then the surprise apparent flip of the Pennsylvania House, which we now see is turning that whole place into a big mess. All right, two down, three to go. Jason McGuire at New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms, your third biggest story of 2022. Yeah, I'm going to stay in the same vein and go with the midterm election results. New York, you often think that your vote doesn't matter, but it did this time in this state. There are still races being decided. They're as close as three votes apart, so not all races are called. But really, the red wave that missed most of the nation did lap up on the shores of the Empire State. Uh, We saw that there were gains made in Congress, and so uh, the Republican Party picked up some seats there, and and that is going to make a difference in who holds the majority coming into the new year. All right, number three on your list, Michael. For me, number three is Governor Wolf skirting the legislature and sort of flaunting his role as the executive, specifically in terms of adding sexual orientation and gender identity to the state human relations code. And uh, the governor could never get that through the legislature, so instead through executive order, they've enacted it, and that's going to uh, portend negative things for religious liberty in our state. What a year it has been. Michael Gear, your second biggest story of the year. Well, I think last year at this time, I called 2021 the year of the parent, detailing how parental rights had come to the forefront in both policy and political activism in school settings and beyond. And I see that again this year as moms and dads engage fighting against the transgender agenda, CRT, and the sexualization of children in our culture and classrooms. So I would say parental involvement uh, has been very significant, continuing in uh, 2022. Jason, your second biggest story in New York this year. Yeah, it was a national story. I mean, it was hard to ignore the fact that Roe v. Wade was overturned. But then it had great impact on New York and how it shaped public policy here. The governor came out declaring that God was on her side in the abortion debate. Uh, She stood in a church and began to dole out tens of millions of dollars to the abortion industry. Legislation was passed to try to shore up so-called abortion rights in this state. And there was pro-life pushback as well. And so the battle lines were drawn between those life states and the anti-life states. And New York, sadly, is one of those that is shoring up Planned Parenthood rather than the pro-life position. Uh, And here we are, folks. Drumroll, please. The biggest story of 2022 in New York and Pennsylvania. Michael Gere, what did you settle on this year? I agree with uh, Jason on the Roe versus Wade overturned by the Dobbs decision by the United States Supreme Court is our top story in Pennsylvania and, quite frankly, nationally. For 50 years, uh, the Roe versus Wade decision had imposed abortion on demand on all 50 states. Here in Pennsylvania, we had nearly 6,000 pro-life Pennsylvania gather at the Capitol for the Pennsylvania March for Life in September, one of the largest rallies ever on the Capitol steps, and the first post-row March for Life anywhere in the country. To quote Winston Churchill, it was the end of the beginning. The fight to protect innocent unborn carries on, and it's hard to imagine a more noble effort for which we can engage. And be very interesting, Jason, what you decided, based on what has transpired the past 12 months, was the biggest news event in New York. Well, I thought of this issue in regard to how much ink was
was spent on this and how much time I've spent talking about the issue really in, in 2022, and that's the crime wave across New York. And whether you're in a rural section of the state, suburbs, or urban areas, crime is in everybody's minds, and there's something happening. Crime is shaking up things here in the Empire State. That's Jason McGuire and Michael Gear speaking with Family Life's Bob Price. You can catch up on each of the Family Life news features at familylife.org slash podcasts. Now time for your market report brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. The sell-off continuing today on Wall Street, though the major indexes managed to gain back some of their earlier losses. Among the few winners today, Meta, after being upgraded by analysts, and software company Adobe, who performed better than expected on earnings. Automakers having a rough day today, with Ford losing 7% and Tesla down 4%. Oil today fell $2 to close at $74 a barrel. The Dow lost 278 points. The S&P 500 slipped 43, and the Nasdaq was down 105. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at ambassadoradvisors.com. Thank you, Dave. You're listening to the 5 O'Clock Report on Family Life. I'm Rob West with today's Money Wise Minute. Christians are often confused about co-signing. The Bible tells us to care for our family and neighbors, to help those who can't help themselves. But when it comes to co-signing, the Bible draws a clear line. It warns us never to do it. Proverbs 17 says, One who lacks sense gives a pledge and puts up security in the presence of his neighbor. And Proverbs 22, Be not one of those who gives pledges, who put up security for debts. If you have nothing with which to pay, why should your bed be taken from under you? And co-signing may actually hurt the person you're trying to help by perpetuating poor money management. It can also ruin your relationship because four out of ten people who co-sign end up getting stuck with the debt. Get biblical answers to your financial questions in the MoneyWise community. Download MoneyWise Biblical Finance in your app store or visit moneywise.org. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. Our call for tonight, cloudy skies with little bits of misty rain and snow. Watch for a refreeze, though, in spots. Travelers take note. Lake effect will kick in late tonight, a couple inches in the Buffalo area. Tomorrow and Saturday night through Sunday, lake effect snows heavy at times east of the Great Lakes. Otherwise, clouds, sun, and some stufflaries. High temperatures mainly in the upper 20s to the middle 30s. Thank you, Kevin. Finally at five, a Pennsylvania waitress was recently on the receiving end of a $1,300 tip. The server received the tip at Stony Brook Family Restaurant in York County, and a video on social media has garnered more than 650,000 likes. Organizer of the tip, Jamie Carmen, says he was inspired by another act of kindness. Last year, I saw uh, something on social media where a group of people went for breakfast or lunch and they all brought $100 to tip the waitress. Carmen tells Fox 43. Ashley definitely is deserving. She was very thankful. Single mom has another baby on the way. She needs to have wrist surgery after she has the baby, so she's going to be off work. So it was kind of like it was meant to be. He says one of the other waitresses has also been inspired to be generous to others. And Carmen's message to us during this Christmas season? Opening a door, just making small talk with somebody. Just be nice. It's not that hard. And that's the world we live in the 16th of December. Thanks for coming along. I'm Tracy Lynn, Family Life News.